Welcome to the podcast where we track down Australian war veterans, have a chat with them and hear their stories. I'm Alex Lloyd and this is Life on the Line. Survival is the rule of the day. My jaw was broken. I could feel my molars in the centre of my mouth. We weren't out there to take country. We were out there. At the end of the day, everyone wearing green is a soldier. Getting yourself blown up does some interesting things to you. Uh, a place like the Middle East is constantly There's changing. What we do there is constantly changing. We killed, though. And this, the thing was our own minefield. He hauled me up with a broken whiskey bottle and machete. Welcome to Life on the Line, and for today's bonus episode, I spoke with Elizabeth Smith of the Lancer Band, the oldest military band in Australia. I spoke with Liz and other members of the band at Lancer Barracks in Parramatta at one of their weekly rehearsals. The next clip is the band's take on I Was Only 19 by Redgum. I'm with musician Elizabeth Smith, lead vocalist for The Lancer Band. We're currently in the barracks, so we can hear some music recitals going on down the hall and other drills and shouts going on, so some of the audio might sneak in here, but we'll do our best. Thanks for coming on the podcast, Liz. Thank you for having me, Alex. Liz, what inspired you to join the army? I think that's a really good question, uh, because I have a few different motivations. The first one would be the fact that I've got quite a rich family history involved in the military, not just the army, but in the Navy as well. And I guess the reason that I I found this is that I had just finished high school and I liked the idea of the army, but I wasn't sure how I could really participate or, or what I could do or what I would be good at. And I think it was a bit before all of the recruiting ads came out that were really, you know, pro-women, pro-military. And so I, I wasn't too sure. And then I found out that the Lance Band were in need of a vocalist. And then I just auditioned and here I am. What sort of military history do you have in your family? My grandfather and my grandmother on my dad's side are both or were both veterans. He was a major who had come over from New Zealand and joined an infantry unit not far from here. And my nana was a war nurse. So that was, that was really nice. And it, it goes back to... You know, my great, great, great grandfather, you know, back in the Navy. Good family history there that I like to explore. Last year, you were deployed on Operation Resolute. What kind of work were you doing there? So I was deployed as part of a transit security element, which was a combination of Army and Navy. And we were deployed all around the Indo-Pacific, basically, on border protection operations. So, yeah, there was a lot of learning involved, especially from a musician's perspective. It wasn't so much a, you know, a conflict zone because you're still in and out of Australian waters, but there's quite a bit of pressure when you're deployed and, and you have these expectations. So that was a really interesting experience. But you were still boarding ships and intercepting and involved in some situations there. So there's still, you know, that adrenaline and that risk that comes with that. Yeah, absolutely. I can't comment too much on the political situation um, because it changes quite rapidly. The responsibilities involved of the transit security element uh, are things like that. So boarding foreign fishing vessels and illegal maritime arrival vessels as well. So, yeah, you're, you're kind of always on your toes when you're at sea. 
That must have been a bit of an adjustment for you, going from being a bandy to serving on the front line (laughs) and with the Navy as well when you're Army. That was a cause of conflict at the start. You've got two different services, so there's always a bit of inter-service rivalry, I suppose. And yeah, being a bandy... I wasn't the most fearsome of soldiers. I think most people would agree. Most bandies aren't, but I I did really get into the training and I I really enjoyed it. And at the end of the day, that's our job. I mean, it doesn't matter what corps you're in or what job you do. Everyone's trained to be a soldier. Also, the Lancer Band predates the Navy, so you have that over them. Yeah, they don't like that at all. And some of them still contest it because it was technically part of the AIF. They weren't very happy about that. And I had one or two arguments on the ship. So, well, I think you might've won there because they're grasping at technicality. (laughs) So Liz, let's talk about the Lancer Band. For those who don't know, what is it? The Lancer Band, or as it is formally known, the Regimental Band of the first 15th Royal New South Wales Lancers. So you can see why we've cut it down. And we are a big band, marching band attached to a light cavalry regiment. It's a bit of a mouthful, but we've got a pretty long history here. Can you tell me more about the first 15th? Gosh, we've been around since 1891 and we are the oldest band in Australia, um, well, the oldest regimental band at least, and we're very proud of that fact. The barracks and the unit as a whole, we've got a squadron out at Holsworthy, we've got a squadron in Canberra, and the band and headquarters reside here in Parramatta, and it's made up of a lot of different people. So the band, I like to think, is number one, and then you've got your light cavalry, your medics, and things like that. So it's a it's a real melting pot of different corps and different people. A lot of the work we do as a band is of an evening. As reservists, we will come in here mainly on Tuesday nights and do our work, and then a lot of our, our work outside is is all over the place. Our routine for an evening is come in at around seven and we set up and we do a lot of uh, individual practice, group practice um, and big band work. It really depends on the events coming up. Often for Anzac Day and things like that, we'll do a bit more intensive work on our drill and on our marching. Obviously that's a pretty important factor of a military band, so. What's the demographic of the band like? It's, It's really varied actually. We've got some people who've been in the band 30, 35 years. It's insane. We've got 19-year-olds, 18-year-olds, and it just ranges through. So it's really good having that demographic. I remember when I first joined, we were a bit of an older crowd, I suppose, and sometimes that can be really hard when you're developing new songs, new music, you know, good dynamics. And over the last couple of years, uh, we've had some really great young musicians join us, and that's really lifted, um, you know, the whole vibe of the band, I think. So are you bandies first and foremost then? No, we are soldiers first and foremost. So a lot of people don't realise that army musicians are actually soldiers. You know, they could be forgiven for thinking so, but that's our primary job. At the end of the day, everyone wearing green is a soldier. What kind of events do you normally perform at? You mentioned Anzac Day March, for example. That's our biggest one, and April is is usually full of those kind of gigs, especially Anzac Sundays. Definitely been known to perform at one gig to jump on the bus and play at another. That's a really good time for us because we get to work in our marching, we're playing gigs. And then other events such as dinners, especially, you know, army ones. So we play at a lot of mess functions. And another primary job of army musicians is that real connection with the community. So we like to do public gigs and things like that to make sure that you know, we're getting out there and people see what the army is doing. So public engagement is a big thing. 
Um, and then we do things like Reserve Forces Day. So um, marching band hymns, more often than not, I'll sing. They really like I Am Australian. So that one comes up every year. Around October, November, we start to do a lot of mess dinners. You kind of don't know what you're going to get. It can be an NRL stadium gig on one day and then four-piece mess gigs. So you just don't know. Tell me about the NRL gig. That was a really amazing experience, mainly because we'd never done anything like that before. It took a lot of hard work from the band and especially when you don't get to do it as regularly as you'd like. So that was that was insane. Hearing the last post and singing the anthems, um, I don't think I'd ever been more nervous in my life. That was definitely, yeah, one of the biggest gigs we've done. When the band's marching, where are you in the formation? I am a drummer when when we march. Keeping the beat? Yeah, so I play on the side drums, a snare drum. That was a skill I learnt upon entering the army. Uh, I did play bass drum at a gig recently, and let's say I will not be playing bass drum at any upcoming gigs. So, um, yeah, side drum is, is where I'm going to sit for all of the marches. You also play guitar, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to work on that. I think one of the really good things that has come out of this and out of me joining the band is that I've really had to push myself as a musician and learn these other instruments, learn guitar. I think that's the thing about the band. Everyone needs to be ready to, to fit in where they can. We talked about the NRL gig, but what has been another significant performance for you personally during your time with the band? One of my most memorable would have been the anniversary the 100th anniversary of the second division, uh, which was a huge event held down in Canberra. And we were marching and I got to sing on the parade. Following that, we got to sing inside the war memorial for a lot of the important people in second division. And one of the songs that we put together was the March of Poziers. So that was a really important battle that the second division was part of. And we found out that there were lyrics to this march and someone in the band thought it would be a great idea to learn this march and learn the lyrics. So we put that together and then we got to perform it for these dignitaries down there. So that was a really special event, I think. Well, here's a short clip from that song. with Elizabeth Smith of the Lancer Band. The Lancer Band has an extensive history and you're now the face of its modern day lineup. How do you feel about that? Uh, I, I have mixed feelings about it. I, I think that it's really wonderful because I love the band and I love being part of it. But I also think sometimes that it's not really deserved. And I think that you'll find a number of singers who are often the face of bands and they would tell you the same thing. For me personally, I work with such great musicians who are incredibly talented and some who've been in the band a lot longer than I have. So to be the face uh, can be a bit daunting and I, I don't want to take attention away from anyone despite the fact that they think that I'm a massive diva. We all work tirelessly together and a lot of the videos that we do, uh, you know, we've got some of our guys working overnight to get them out for a time frame. And I don't necessarily think that they get all the recognition that they deserve, but I guess that's also a factor in being a band and being a singer and, and that's the way the chips fall. 
Well, you guys do really come across as a team effort. You're really pushing the envelope on social media and getting your work out there. And you've had some great viral videos, like your take on Red Gums, I Was Only 19. We really just wanted to perform or create this tribute. It was really special to us. And uh, we wanted to share that with people. It was quite strange how, how much that took off. For us, we rehearsed it once and then recorded it. Uh, and the only reason we did is because, you know, we propped up an iPad and then one of the guys in the band who's really tech savvy decided he would record it. And it was one of those things that, that worked out. And I don't know how, um, but I'm, I'm so glad because we've had messages saying, you know, this was a tribute to my father or this made me cry or this made me feel something. And that's, you know, playing music. That's the whole reason why we do that. So people can feel those things. And yeah, so that was really special for us. I think that song and your take of it touched a lot of people and that particular song always carries with it some controversy and I imagine a remix would have as well. Thank you. Um, of course, people's opinions are going to differ and, and you can't please everyone. Uh, and I understand people who like the Red Gum version better and I, I don't mind at all. But considering what the song can mean in certain contexts, you know, I like to think that we did it in a respectful way. That's really important for us as well. In a way that was meaningful and respectful, you know, I hope that we pulled that off. This year, you rehearsed and recorded When the War Is Over at Studio Quality in time for Anzac Day, but you guys did that in just 24 hours. That's true. Um, we were on our annual exercise. Sorry, Bandcamp? Okay, you can call it Bandcamp if you want. Um, so we had a bit of spare time after the NRL gig right before Anzac Day. Um, we really wanted to get something out. So we all banded together. Our keys player put together an arrangement. We got all our, our tech guys in the band to, to get all the equipment set up. Had a couple of rehearsals and went... Yeah, let's go for it. Getting those kinds of videos out around Anzac Day is really important because people are thinking about those things. People want to hear those things and we want to give something. So it was really the perfect time to do it. It was incredibly challenging for audio and visuals. So Corporal Urquhart, he's incredible with sound and on keys. And we've got musician Ramsey as well, who is really, really good with all the visuals as well as the audio. So it was so lucky that we had them um, and they really drove that video forward. Cold Chisel, Red Gum, Posiers, I Am Australian. <laughs> it's a pretty diverse mix of songs you guys do. Yeah, well, I think that's kind of reflective of the band because we're also jazz musicians, you know, we, we play rock, we play pop. So I think that's what's so special about being part of this band is you get to do so many different things. And all of those songs have such a good meaning to us and hopefully, you know, the community. So yeah, we just want to keep doing that and keep getting it out there. You're going to burn through every war-related song soon, I can tell. I know. If you know any, please let me know. What goals do the Lancer Band have? What's next for you guys? That's a good question. I think despite being musicians, we need to streamline our goals. So for us, you know, we'd love to release an album. That's really something that a lot of us want to do. Um, so that's what we're looking at now, you know, compiling songs and curating that to, to see the best way to go. So that's definitely one of our long-term goals. At the moment, we just really want to create more of a social media presence, keep creating work and inspire other musicians or other soldiers. But we, I guess we're just going to keep gigging and keep doing work and hope that that all comes together. That album sounds awesome. 
For people wanting to check out your songs and videos and to keep up to date with everything the Lancer Band is up to, where can they find you? Our biggest social media presence would definitely be on Facebook and you can find us at www.facebook.com slash The Lancer Band. And from there, you'll see all the links to our websites, uh, our YouTube videos and our Twitter feed. Thanks for speaking with me, Liz. Thank you so much, Alex. When the war is over, got to start I'm now with Corporal Ben North, second in command of the Lancer Band. Thanks for joining me on the podcast, Ben. Oh, thank you for having me. What do you play in the band? So I'm a drummer. You're a bit more than that, though. I do play piano a bit. I do work as an arranger for the band. So that's uh, taking music and then writing it out for the band's parts or rearranging things to play it in a new style. I noticed you were credited with the arrangement of I Was Only 19, which is your most viral video to date. Yeah, that was a pretty special song and uh, a pretty special recording for us. It was one of the first times we tried really hard to capture engaging a very broad audience online using a, I guess, a, a much bigger production. And we were blown away with the response from the public. I think it was a fantastic production. Congratulations. No, thank you. How'd you find yourself in the band? So a long time ago, after I left school, I played in bands at school. I was in the state schools orchestra and a couple of other representative ensembles. I went to uni and I was actually really wanted to join the army and initially wanted to join doing something else, I guess. Uh, my dad was in the army and quite a few family members were as well. And in researching the army and the army reserve, I came across the band. There was an audition um, advertisement for a drummer. And I thought that could be pretty cool being in the army, but also getting to play in the band at the same time. And here I am 14 years later. I touched on the history of the band in my chat with Elizabeth Smith, but I was hoping you could give me a bit more. How did the Lancer Band form? When was it established? So the Lancer Band formed in 1891. The regiment, the New South Wales Lancers, had been around for about six years then. And being a mounted regiment, the band was initially mounted. All the musicians rode horses and played their instruments at the same time. And since 1891, the Lancer Band has been an integral part of the Lancers regiment a pretty talented skill set there yeah we've we've joked about um the what the modern version of being a mounted band would be would it be riding bicycles or segways or on the back of vehicles but i think we're pretty happy just marching now i can see you drumming on the back of an aslav or <laughs> i'd like to try how did the outbreak of wars over the years affect the band world war one world war two the bands took on a pretty important role, particularly at the start of the wars, um, especially World War One. There was a big outbreak of patriotic spirit, so the band played a lot of concerts and at recruiting venues around Sydney and Parramatta as a way of helping to, I guess, be the public face of the army. And that's that's a role we still continue through to today. As best as we can uh, tell, there were some of the band musicians who gave up, I guess, the instruments and swapped them for the rifles permanently and became members of the regiment that went overseas. That's in World War One. Yeah, World War One, also World War Two, And through that time too, some of the, um, since then, some of our band members have deployed on operations in different capacities, basically right throughout our history. 
1921 was a big year for the Lancer Band. Yeah, uh, as the first Anzac Day March, leading the march and being a big part of, I guess, civic life in Sydney. The band had always been a feature in uh, life in the colony, playing a lot, lot of balls and were there to lead the Federation Parade in, 2000, in 1901, I should say. Um, and the same thing happened for the first Anzac Day Parade in 1921. And in the 1980s, I understand it went from being a brass band to a military band. What's the distinction? The main difference between the two is that brass bands are purely only brass instruments with a couple of drums. Uh, military bands tend to feature woodwind instruments like saxophones and clarinets and flutes. Basically, that means that we can play a much more modern repertoire. And part of that transition in the 1980s also involved picking up things like guitars, bass guitar, keyboards, piano and the like, so that we could play a lot more popular music. You've been with the band for 14 years, Ben. How have you seen it change over that time? So the biggest change has really been for us as a band going from a, a pretty straightforward military band that played a lot of jazz to now engaging with a much bigger audience via social media. And this has been part of just modernising the band and adapting our mission. With some of the things that we put out on social media, our posts can reach several thousand people. Some of our videos have been seen by three or four million people, both in Australia and worldwide. And that's a big change from doing uh, army concerts where we might play for a couple of hundred. So our engagement with the Australian population and the image of the army is now much, much bigger and greater. And social media is one of the big changes for that. What's been a highlight moment for you with the band? Probably seeing it grow and change in becoming so much more capable and functional. In the last three years in particular, I guess it's not one highlight moment, but many. We've had a lot of highlights in terms of uh, major social media engagement. We've had some of our musicians go overseas on operations, others support operations and done all manner of jobs in that time. Probably one of the saddest memories I can think of doing is being in, in part of the band that did a military funeral for some of the troops who were killed in action overseas. That does uh, really bring home the purpose for why we're here in the army and even just specifically our role as musicians. What goals do you have for the Lancer Band? What's next for you guys? I think we want to keep growing and building our capability as musicians, but also as soldiers as well. And in our particular role, I guess, as a band, we, we do really want to grow our footprint on social media and get a really good, broad engagement. Now with the Army, it's not always so much just thought about in terms of the battlefield and, and really straight battle lines between uh, friendly and enemy forces. The whole concept of what army and defence is has changed significantly and we want to be able to support that in any way that we can. Well, the army's at its best when it embraces the new and tradition and you've got both. Oldest regimental band in Australia and great advances online and new innovations. Yeah, I, I could only imagine what some of the original musicians would think about our recordings being broadcast all over the world. It's a long stretch from being mounted on horseback over 100 years ago, but like a lot of the musicians, I feel immensely proud to be part of that tradition. Thanks for your time today, Ben. Thank you. I'm Alex Lloyd and I'm back at the Lancer Barracks. I'm outside the band room of the Lancer Band and they're going at it and I'm shamelessly disrupting their practice session by pulling band members out to talk with me. I'm talking now with John Byrne. Welcome John. Hi there. So what instrument do you play? I'm a trumpet player. How long have you been with the Lancer Band? Uh, I joined in 1991 so uh, about 26 years. <laughs> 
that looked painful for you to count. <laughs> and what's the favourite gig or event you've performed at? We got to do the last post and uh, Liz sang the uh, national anthem and we played the halftime show at the Parramatta Penrith game for the Anzac round at ANZ Stadium, so in front of about 15,000 people, so probably in the 27, 26 years or so, that's probably the biggest crowd I've played in front of, so that was a bit of a buzz. Very nice. Thanks, John. What's your name? I'm Malcolm Ramsey. And what instrument do you play? I play the trumpet. How long have you been with the Lancer Band? A while. I think it's about six years. What's the favourite gig or event you've played at? Oh, there have been a lot of good ones. Um, the best has probably been uh, went to France for the centenary of um, the Western Front. So yeah, I was there as a bugler and that was a very moving experience. That sounds awesome. Thanks for your time, Malcolm. What's your name and instrument? My name is uh, Jamie McCarthy and I play the trombone. What's some of the favourite gigs or events you've performed at? I think the favourite two that I performed at would have been playing at the NRL where we played for the Anzac Day game, uh, Panthers versus Eels, and the other one I enjoyed was playing at Government House at the end of last year. The Eels one's the popular one here. Thanks for speaking with me. I'm in the band room of Lancer Barracks and the guys are just warming up before another rehearsal. Please excuse the terrible acoustics, they're basically in an old Tim shed. What's your name and instrument? Chris Hand, uh, mainly guitar. How long have you been with the Lancer Band? With the band I've been about 26 years. And what of the many viral videos of the Lancer Bands have I seen you in before? Uh, you would have seen me in the I Was Only 19 video and our most recent video, When the War Is Over. What was it like tackling I Was Only 19? That was uh, quite a surprise. We did that in a break in rehearsal. Uh, we were mucking about with it, we looked at each other and went, wow, that sounds really good, we need to record that. And it started from there. Your most viral video done on a whim, can only imagine what you guys will accomplish when you have a bit more time to plan. Oh, absolutely. Um, we do this for part-time because we love it. And I think the results show. What's some of the favourite gigs you've performed at with the Lancer Band? We did the uh, Anzac Day service for the Parramatta Penrith game. I had the ultimate honour of being the drum major for the band, so out the front, marching the guys on and off, and that was a thrill, being a part of that, being, I guess, being on Foxtel, being on television, having a wide coverage, and performing at halftime as well, seeing the joy in the crowd, as well as our own joy, because we got to perform on such a big stage. You're a TV star now. Thanks for your time. Thank you. What's your name and instrument? Uh, my name is Paula Trevor and I play Barry Sax. What's your favourite song the band plays? I particularly like Caravan. Um, I like a lot of the vocal songs that we do where we're supporting Lizzie. Um, I don't know, I, it's hard to pick a favourite. There's so many of them. How's the band changed in the last few years? Your social media profile's really skyrocketed lately. Yeah, it's been interesting to watch that happen. I mean, when I first came to the band, it was um, very small and we were really struggling to get players at that stage. We've gone through a lot of changes over the years. We've been told, I think, twice now that we're going to be disbanded for various reasons. Um, but we've come back bigger and stronger and um, all the social media stuff has been really interesting to watch that happen. And everyone's been putting in a, a lot of work into that, which has been good to see. I hope Liz is not taking all the credit, though. <laughs> we don't let her do that. Thanks for speaking with me. You're very welcome, thank you. One, two, one, two, one, two. 
What's your name and instrument? Uh, John Butterworth. I play the trombone and the tuba. What are some highlight events or gigs you've played at with the Lancer Band? I really enjoy the, the small band gigs where there's only five or six of us playing uh, for a, uh, in the back of a dinner hall for officers or, or maybe for a public event. There's a lot more um, musicality to it and it, it's something a bit different that you don't get a chance to do in normal musical life. What inspired you to join the Lancer Band? I was in a community band and as part of our national competitions every year we needed to march down the street and we were really bad at it. Um, I got put in charge of marching uh, at the front of the band as a drum major for the competition and also for Anzac Day and I wasn't happy with uh, our community band marching like idiots on Anzac Day, that was too important. So we got someone from a mysterious army band to come help us and it happened to be someone from the Lancers. They said, we're looking for a guy who can play trombone and cheer, but do you want to come sit in and try it out? And the rest is history. Where do you want to see the Lancer Band go next? What goals do you want to smash? I'd like to get more uh, of the social media presence that we're, we're getting. That's going really well at the moment. Um, but also to get out there in public and play, play for people live more often. Um, the NRL gigs and, and this sort of stuff that we've been doing lately is a really good uh, move in that direction. But I think we've got, I think we've got more to give. I'd like to see, see it grow. Thanks for your time, mate. Cheers. What is your name and instrument? David Pragnell, bass guitar player. And you're also the bandmaster. Yep, I'm the boss. Uh, drum major, musical conductor, uh, truck driver, bus driver, I do all the admin, um, queue, paperwork, whatever needs to be done. Yes sir, no sir. <laughs> how long have you been with the Lancer Band? 31 years. Uh, how has it been watching the Lancer Band change so much over the years, particularly in the last five or six with social media and that kind of thing? It's great. We have a, a very um, diverse bunch of young musicians who, uh, several of them play many different instruments. And they're a very smart bunch. It makes running the band very easy when you've got people underneath you that can do many different things. What have been some of the highlight events or gigs you've played at? Oh, um... You can go at length here, it's okay. <laughs> we did a very large parade in Canberra at the Australian War Memorial in 2015, which was the 100th anniversary of the raising of the second division. I personally, uh, going back through the 80s, we opened the Darling Harbour Convention Centre and Darling Harbour, as it now stands, that was quite a big thing. The bands opened in its time, not in my lifetime, but the Sydney Harbour Bridge, New South Wales Parliament. We were around at 1901 for the Centenary of Federation. And in 2001, we did a reenactment of the Centenary of Federation parade in Centennial Park in the city. That was quite a large event, quite an impressive thing. The Lancer Band's really made a name for itself in the wider community, to those maybe not in the know, with some videos that have really gone viral. It started with I Was Only 19 and has gone right through to this year with When the War Is Over. What's it like getting into those recording sessions and not knowing where it's going to go? They were very much an unplanned thing. When the, the, the first video came out, it was all put together in uh, about two days. Malcolm Ramsey, Ben North, Tom Urquhart and Liz Smith were really the driving force behind that. To be honest, I spent most of that period sitting in an office and hadn't really realised what they'd done until it was in the can. They showed it to me and I was just blown away like many other people. Um, over two days of a camp, we went to the, um, the brand new uh, Engineers Museum at Holsworthy, which had, at 
at that point had not yet been opened. So um, a lot of the shots um, of poppies in the wall and uh, of tanks and things came from there. Uh, the day after we went to Castle RSL uh, doing a formal parade and we got more shots of drum majors and slouch hats and flags. So it was very spontaneous. Yeah, quite, uh, quite surprising for all of us. We didn't think it would be quite that big, but obviously we're very proud of the results. So a coup like that's okay when it leads to great viral success? Absolutely. The first one was a great surprise. The second one and the third one, slightly more planned. We knew we wanted to do something, but again, they were largely put together all in about sort of 36 to 48 hours. Thanks for your time today. You're welcome. Thank you. Johnny Turkey was waiting. He primed himself well. He showered us with bullets and rained us with shell. And in five minutes flat, we were all blown to hell. Nearly blew us right back to Australia. I'm now walking around the Lancer Barracks with Corporal Ben North. Yeah, so Lancer Barracks was uh, built in 1810 and is the oldest continuously serving barracks in uh, the army. So we're looking out over the parade ground, which is flanked by buildings, most of which are at least 100 years old. Uh, and it's a pretty cool part of being at the regiment. You know you're part of a real historical tradition. Um, the regiment itself has been serving since 1885, um, and the band's been there since 1891. And just to describe the scene here, we've got the lights of the University of Western Sydney looking down upon us, behind us, we have the band room, and they're still playing loudly and we've got some guys holding a plank ready to do a bunch of push-ups in front of us, so it's all go. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a pretty cool location. We're right in the centre of Parramatta. We're surrounded by modern buildings and all the modern things, but we're sort of still standing in a little bit of history. Okay. About the museum? Yeah, yeah. So the museum building um, is the Regimentals Museum. It holds um, artefacts and things going back to the regiment's first conflict in the Boer War. In 1899, the regiment was the first group of Australian troops to head to South Africa because they were already over that way. Uh, yeah, so the museum building actually was a building that was a couple of blocks away in Parramatta. But when instead of knocking it down, they decided to take it apart brick by brick and rebuild it on the side of the barracks decades and decades ago. And yeah, now we share the, share the uh, site with Arthur Phillip High School and the police headquarters, as well as the commercial hotel. So where are we walking into now? So we're walking into uh, one of the armoured vehicle compounds. The Lancers is an armoured regiment. It's got heritage back to the first light horse. So what used to be on horseback is now done, mounted up on vehicles. And over the years, the regiment has had everything from tanks to armoured personnel carriers to uh, light cavalry type fast mobility vehicles. And where are we now, Ben? All right, so we're just looking into the other ranks mess, also affectionately known as the Boozer. Uh, it's named after Frank Tattersall, who was a warrant officer of the regiment who was very sadly killed during a training exercise um, decades ago. The regiment lost a few in training exercises over the years and has um, suffered uh, several hundred casualties in wartime as well. The mess is basically a place where we go at the end of uh, rehearsals and the end of Tuesday night um, parades and things like that just to get together, have a quick drink, um, have a chat and just relax. Well then, why give it a complicated name? Yeah, that's right. The boozer is what it is and it's, and it's what happens. It's actually part of an old stable building where horses could be kept and things like that. Um, and now it's just sort of part of a heritage listed drill hall. I'm the daughter of a digger who sought the mother load. That girl became a woman on a long and dusty road. I'm a child. 
after that tour with Ben, the band finished up rehearsal, we opened up the boozer, and everything that happened then is off the record. Those were my conversations with members of the Lancer Band. Thanks to all the band members, especially Dave Pragnall, Ben North, and Elizabeth Smith for speaking with me. Do check out the Lancer Band on Facebook at the Lancer Band for all their awesome music videos. You can find us on Facebook too. Just search for Life on the Line Podcast. Our website, www.lifeonthelinepodcast.com, has all our other social media links, more information about us, and our other projects. If you like the episode, please give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes to help other people discover the show, and subscribe to the podcast through your podcast app to make sure you get all content. And if you know a veteran serviceman or servicewoman with a story to tell, please get in touch. We would love to have them on the podcast. Life on the Line is brought to you by Thistle Productions, artwork by Big Hat Design, our theme music is by Dan Van Werkhoven. All other music you heard today was performed and recorded by the Lancer Band, used with their permission. Thanks for listening, and lest we forget. Yeah.